and the anchor holds. Though the ship. It's time now for the Anchor Baptist Church radio broadcast with Dr. Randy Barton, pastor of the Anchor Baptist Church in Pisgah Forest, North Carolina. Stay tuned as we listen to a message from one of the services at Anchor Baptist Church. Are and I have fallen on my knees as I face the raging sea, but the anchor holds. Thank God, thank God. In spite of the storm. Stand open with us to the book of Ephesians, if you will. Again, we're glad to have you in the house of the Lord. We do appreciate everything that the Lord is doing and appreciate God's mercy and grace. Remind you that our Wednesday night fellowships occur either before or after the services. And this week is what? It's in the bulletin. I should tell us, now let's see what, uh, it's pizza, yeah, and it's before, 13th, okay, pizza fellowship beforehand, and uh, Brother Murillo will be here with us, Brother Murillo from Mexico, one of our longest uh, missionaries, been supporting by over 30 years now, and so we're looking forward to that this coming Wednesday evening, and as I mentioned earlier, we're asking all of the men, and, and ladies for that matter, uh, probably be coming with the men, but you're welcome to come in, so it's not just a men's meeting. Anybody that's interested in possibly going to Puerto Rico, you so preach about my health won't allow it or my age or whatever, would you consider sponsoring a ticket for $300 for somebody who can go? So if you can't go, would you consider paying somebody's way to go? Okay, so if you're interested in either one of those, uh, come tonight and listen. We do it after the service because we got to shower. Again, it's the dual thing is reception and baby shower. But Brother Daniel's going to be here at 5.15 with me, and we're going to talk about the needs in Puerto Rico. And it's not just one big mission trip. We're probably going to have people tag-teaming for some time, if we can make it happen. We're going to try to partner with Bull and Springs. I'm going to try to get Cody involved, get his people to go. I'm going to try to get some other churches to partner with us. I'm thinking if I can get Hooper's Creek on board, uh, we could get them. i got several. We need people, you know, we need some skill. But I'll tell you, more than just skill, we need somebody to hand that sheet metal up. You need people on the bottom to get it, people on the top to receive it, and then screwing it down, that, that, you know, that's not a, you know, that's the guy with the screw gun, but there's a whole lot of work between those two. And so we need help. And, uh, and so would ask you to, uh, to consider that, and it would be a real blessing, and uh, we'd appreciate you doing that. Well, we, uh, again, appreciate all the Lord has done and appreciate his blessing, and, and uh, we're just amazed and stand amazed in the presence of the Lord. Uh, the book of Ephesians uh, chapter number five, I was uh, getting ready to preach uh, Grace's graduation message to you. Uh, it's, it's what come up. I don't know why, but maybe that's what the Lord wanted. I don't know. I, no, I'm, I'm looking in, in the book of Ephesians, chapter number five, and I'll give you some background. We'll begin up in verse number 17. Wednesday night, I think we, got, we started in verse 15. See that, you, see that ye then, or see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeem of the time, because the days are evil. Be not drunk with wine, where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And the Bible says in verse number 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms, in hymns, spiritual songs, 
and singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to the other in the fear of God. Let's bow for prayer. Father, help us now, I pray, enlighten our hearts and speak to us through your word. We thank you for speaking to us just and seeing what you're doing around the world and having a little part in that. Lord, now would you illuminate this book to us today, and we'll be forever grateful in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Thank you very much, and, and uh, you may be seated. This has turned into almost a series just on this, 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 this chapter concerning casual Christianity. We've been looking at some things that we're not to be casual about. We're not to be casual about it, uh, to, the, to the Scripture's demands. Uh, you don't take those lightly. I mean, God meant what He said, said what He meant. I'm tired of hearing preachers getting pulled up and say, well, what that really means is, no, I'll tell you what it means. It really means what it says. God meant what he said and said what he meant. He's big enough, my friend, to preserve that. And uh, I have no problem with that. I have, a, I have God's word in my hand. Somebody said it's got, it was lost eight years ago. But if that's the case, we're all hell bent, son, because it, if, 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 God, if, the, if the originals were lost, we don't know what the word of God is and we don't know how to get to heaven, do we? the very basic tenets of our faith. I'm here to tell you that God not only wrote it, he kept it. Amen. He didn't write it and lose it somewhere. Amen. And I say this with all, and I'm mocking the critics, poor little God. Poor little God, take those thousands of years, write that book, all those authors, and then he misplaced it. Can't remember where he put it. No, no. No, it ain't the way it works. Hey, God's on the throne, friend. God has preserved his word. What it is, the devil has added a bunch of other, like a shell game, and that's what happened. He couldn't do anything with the book, so what he does is he introduced all the counterfeits. And now you've got to pick and choose which one it is. Guess, what, guess which book it is under the, under the, where's the P at under the shells? Slide of hand. Guess which one? I know which one. But the world don't know which one. They don't know. They don't know. They, they, don't, they don't get it. They don't understand the significance. Okay? And so uh, the, the, the scripture teaches that we're not to be casual as to its demands. The scripture teaches that we're not to be casual in our distinction, that we are to be separate and distinct from the world. But the Bible also teaches that we're not to be casual. Scripture teaches not to be casual in our decisions. Uh, We talked about time, verse number 15 and 16. Wise in our ways in verse 15. Wise in our days in verse 16. uh, Concerning truth, uh, how to be filled with the Spirit. Be not drunk with wine. Where's an excess? If you weren't here for that message, the word excess is the same word for rioting. And it's interesting, if you, if you break it down and go back and look at the word, where it came from, you could, you, it means that the word is sotos or, or sozo. And uh, the, there's a different form of it. Uh, and sotia, uh, sotia would be the verb. And it means, it has the idea of being saved. But the problem is the word here has got an A in front of it. And in in the Greek language, when you put an A in front of a word, it negates it. It's now a negative. What that word where it says excess is, it says, don't be unsaved. Don't act like you're unsaved. How much is too much? Any's too much. Any's too much. Well, I mean, I only drink a beer when I get hot. Somebody might say, "I've heard I heard some boys went on a fishing trip and they took some beer with them and they all oh, well, out on a boat. Nobody saw us. That would not, wouldn't hurt nothing." 
Can I, can I help you understand? I'm trying to keep this old flesh down. I'm trying to keep it under submission. It don't take much alcohol to, to loosen that. It take much alcohol to change that. And uh, it, it, it transformed you into somebody you're not. Okay? It'll trans... Well, put it this way. I, 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 let me better state that. And this is even more scary. It'll reveal who you really are. Now, that's scary. It'll reveal who you really are. I know a preacher's son who had, as far as I know, never drank a drop. Don't know why that day. Don't know why he was there. Don't know anything about the details. But he was in a motel. He was drunk. Somebody made a noise or in some way caused a problem next door to him, and he killed him. And he's in prison today. And I'm talking about a preacher's son who was a, who was a fine fella, easy going. But son got liquored up, and he was a madman. See, there's that old damnic nature inside of us. Part of what's inside of us we repress because the law will get us if we don't. Part of what we repress is in us is because, you know, we're, we're fear of the wrath of God and the judgment of God. But there's, there's an old wicked man inside of us, and that alcohol lets it come out. And, and, it, and I'm not just talking about alcohol here. The word for drunk is the word for meth. It means meth. Meth. That's the, that's the root word, meth. That's the, that's, the, that's the Greek word. You hear somebody say meth, they're speaking Greek. Methos is, is, means to be drunk. And so it's a broad term, but when we're dealing with meth today, I don't care if it's prescription medicine, I don't care what it is. You're borrowing pain medicine from somebody. Hey, if you're hurting, it's one thing. But if you do it because you like the way it makes you feel, now it's recreational. And the Word of God, I believe, prohibits recreational use of alcohol and drugs of any kind. Legal, illicit, borrowed, or, 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 or so well, I got a prescription for it. Yeah, but if you, if you take a couple because you want to feel good Friday night, uh, my friend, you are just the same as somebody, some pot smoking dopehead out here on the side of the road. Amen. People don't like when you say that, but it's a fact. You say, well, I got a prescription for it. I don't care if you got 10. If you do it for pleasure, it's wrong. Now, I don't believe you have to hurt. I don't believe God wants you to hurt. I, I don't. Because when, you get, when you're hurt and you're consumed with that, you ain't good for nobody. You ain't good for nothing. I know. <laughs> I know. I went through 18 months of pain that was undescribable. If I thought I'd gotten relief, would you, if you'd cut my arm off and, and I thought I'd got some relief, I'd let you cut it off. That's how bad I got. I got scared I was in so much pain. And I, was, and I told this the other night and had some reaction to it. I was in the West Indies. I was in so much pain. I took a whole bottle of Advil in about five days. The doctor told me, since one of your kidneys have not stopped. He said, that is lethal to your kidneys. He said, you've been better off taking Tylenol. I said, but if you'd taken that much Tylenol, your liver would have failed. He said, so either one. I, I taught, asked my wife. I said, if I, if, I, if I had some white liquor, it might cut the pain on top of the Advil and everything else. We're in a hotel where it's free. We're staying at a place where it's free. It is a resort. It's all free, all the liquor you can drink. And I asked my wife, I said, you think God hold it against me? And she said, no, I don't. She said, but what, one of us got to go down and get it. And she said, we don't know who works here. And we don't know, here you are preaching a missions conference. Some of the, we know some of the people at church work at this place. We don't know which ones they are. If they saw us getting alcohol, what would they do? What would it be like? And I said, well, I'll hurt. I'll just have to hurt. And I did. I slept about three or four hours the whole week. I was in a foul shape. I mean, I was in foul shape. I come home and I said, give me a shot. Give me anything. They put shots in it and all this stuff. Come find out it was in my neck. Had to have surgery. But I'm going to tell you something. I suffered 
with pain, a nerve pain that's unbearable. Uh, but the Bible says, be not drunk with wine. Where's the excess? Of course, it's unsaved. To be drunk with wine is unsaved. It's acting unsaved. But the Bible says just the opposite. But be filled with the Spirit. That's how you act saved. Amen? It's when you fill with the Spirit. That's, that was last week's message. Let's move forward. Uh, here, here's what I want to say. Number one, how to be filled with the Spirit. Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. How to be filled. Number two, how to be thrilled with the Spirit. That's where I'm going to spend most of my time this morning. You see, too many people, their Christianity is a yoke and a burden and a bondage. I, I'm just telling you. Christianity is a list of do's and don'ts. You got to cut this off and put, sew this up. You got to fix that and do the other and so on and so on. And that's all it is. And people get weary of that. We got people quitting right and left. I want you to understand it's not the requirements. That ain't it. Follow me to Pennsylvania, and I'll take you to the fields and watch you. I'll let you watch a little Amish boy. I had one on the roof this week. He got saved. But horse and buggy Amish put the gutters on for us, come back in, done some repairs. They put a black wool coat on him and a black wool hat and a white shirt and black wool pants. Put him in the field behind six horses and plow all day long in the hottest day of August and was not allowed to take his jacket off. And they did it every day. And they live like that. And they did it thinking they're going to somehow another try to get to heaven. Hear me. We're under grace. We got it made, friends. You understand what I'm saying? We got it made. The few requirements the New Testament places on us, the few requirements, that, I mean, hey, we got it made compared to those trying to work their way to heaven. Those that's trying to get to heaven by all the, hey, we got it made, folks. You understand what I'm saying? We got it made. I want to tell you how to be thrilled in the spirit. This seems real simple, but it's more complicated than you might think. God gave us music. There's music in heaven. As a matter of fact, you know what the devil attacked before he ever corrupted Adam and Eve? You know what the devil attacked? His name at that time was Lucifer. He was the anointed cherubim that covereth. We think that possibly he was the choir leader in heaven. Ralph Sexton Sr. said he thinks that Satan may have been the choir leader. And it's possible that the angelic choir, a third of the angels of heaven, followed him in the revolt and rebellion. You know what the devil did in heaven? He attacked the music. Now you think about what I'm fixing to say here. He was, Bible says he was full of pipes. Bible talks about his musical ability. Satan, I'm talking about Lucifer. And that was the first thing to be attacked in heaven. And that group of angels fell. And there now we have Satan and the demons that follow him. Now, the Bible says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. The Bible tells us something about scriptural songs. Do you understand that a great deal, there's the song of Miriam, there's the song of Moses, 
uh, the whole songbook of, of Israel, the, the, the psalmist David, and, and other things are songs. There are, there, there are songs that were sung. And uh, even, even some of the things that were said, uh, and I don't know that this for a fact, but like Mary, uh, the Annunciation, some other things, they, they were sung. Uh, it was, it was, here's the problem. When you translate and you have to translate the words, we lose the meter and we lose the rhyme and we lose the, uh, did you know that part of the Psalms are acrostic? In the Hebrew alphabet, they're acrostic, meaning that the verses start with the letters of the Hebrew alphabet in order, but it doesn't translate. So we lost that part of it. But there are Psalms that can be sung. Open your Bible to Psalm 18. We'll do a little song leading here this morning. Psalm 18. Little chorus, we sing it at ISC. We sing it up at the wilds. We sing it all over. And the thing about it is all the words come directly from the Bible. Now, some, sometimes whole, whole psalms are hard to sing, but this one converts to English real well. We, 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 and it's just the whole psalm, Psalm 18, there's two verses. Verse 3, and I have to flip the page, verse 46. Let me sing it and see if you've heard it. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be safe from my enemies. I will call upon the Lord. Verse 46, the Lord liveth and blessed be the rock and let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. And they'll start doing it as a round. I will call upon the, I will call upon, who is worthy to be, who is worthy to be. And, and they sing, and we, we sing it when we're doing on decks and things, right straight from the scripture. When you go to, when you go to Alaska, in Bible Baptist in Fairbanks this morning, they're singing scripture. They're singing whole verses. They're singing whole psalms uh, to tunes that a lot of them I've never heard. But that's, they, that's all they do. They have it up on the screens. And, and they're singing whole sections of scripture put to music. And that's all the hymns that they do. It's singing right out of the, right out of the scripture, singing the psalms. The Bible says, speak into yourselves in psalms. And that's song, psalms. A lot of what we sing, a lot of the scripture, uh, it's found in the Psalms. Speaking to yourselves in Psalms. And then it says in hymns. Somebody said, preacher, what's the difference? Well, when you, when you sing a psalm, you're singing from the word of God. Line, I mean, word by word. When you sing a hymn, they're based upon the word of God. But it's not every word perfect. In other words, it's, they're doctrinal. Hymns are doctrinal. You ever thought about that? Hymns are doctrinal. And so the hymns that we have and the hymns that we, that we sing, they're doctrinal in nature. And so it teaches doctrine. So when we, teach, when we, sing, when, when we sing from the hymn book and we sing the old hymns, uh, what we're doing is we are singing doctrine. And uh, we're, we're singing, uh, here's doctrine. Kneel at the cross. Christ will meet you there, come while he waits for you. List to his voice, 
Leave with him your care and begin life anew. Kneel at the cross. Leave every care. Kneel at the cross. Jesus will meet you there. And it goes on. There's room for all who would his glory share. Harm can never befall those who are anchored there. It just goes on. Doctrinal songs. How we learn our doctrine. The Bible says speaking to ourselves in psalms. Speaking to ourselves in hymns. Hymns that have doctrine in them. A lot of people don't understand the reason that a lot of the shaboop and shabop and shabang, bang, bang that's going on today in the name of the Lord. As far as I'm concerned, it's like saying Christian marijuana to say Christian rock. It's like saying Christian prostitution to say Christian rock. Well, it's got Jesus' words in it. Yeah, yeah, might do it. Rod Stewart put some Jesus' words in one of his songs. But it ain't in the hymn book. You know what I'm saying? They had a whole lot of songs. They got some Jesus' words in them. But, but, but they're, they're, not, they're, they're not fit to be sung in church, I'll assure you of that. You understand what I'm saying? You don't, you don't, remember, you don't remember Chris Christopherson in the 70s? I wasted it, so help me, Jesus. You remember that? Anybody remember, nobody remember that? Oh, I could tell you, I could tell you a whole bunch more. A lot of Catholic songs. Uh, Mother Mary comforts me. Bring in words of wisdoms, let it be, let it be. No, I mean, top, top songs. Problem is, wrong doctrine. Wrong doctrine. Uh, you know, you understand what I'm trying to say? Psalms and hymns, teaching the children the hymns, they sing the hymns. I get thrilled when, listen, when the kids get bored on the bus, when we're traveling, you know what they do? They go to singing hymns. Man, they'll start singing hymns. Occasionally, they'll sing a psalm if they got one to know, and then they'll sing a hymn. And you know what they'll resort to? Then they'll start resorting to some spiritual songs. That's the third thing on the list. Somebody said, what's a spiritual song? It may not necessarily be a lot of doctrine and, and, and learning a lot, teaching a lot, but it gives spirit and spring and hope. It gives you something to pep you up. Somebody said, well, that, that, stuff, just, that stuff just appeals to the emotion." Well, I need my emotions appealed to every now and then. Some of my, my emotions are down on the bottom. I need something to pick me up. And I love a mighty fortress is our God. You know that? You know that song? They sing it with a pipe organ and the big, big operatic. Oh, you know, real deep, real big. And it's good. Good doctrinal song. Love it. It's hard to tap your foot to. Hmm? But honey, when you get a banjo and a mandolin, and they, they, they share it out and say, Some bad morning, when this life is old, I'll fly away. Hmm? Testimony on aisle five. <laughs> there's a cleanup on aisle nine, but there's a testimony on aisle five. And somebody said, Why, well, that's junk. No, 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 it makes me grin. On the outside, it makes me grin on the inside. It is, the thing about it is, it's a true story. 
And they'll sing that, and it does not matter what we're doing. When that song comes on the radio, we stop, turn the compressor off, turn the nail gun off, hush, 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 here's the song. Testimony on aisle five. Thrills me. I mean, it, it makes me happy. And I got news for you. There ain't nothing wrong being happy. And there ain't nothing wrong with having some happy music. Now, I'm not offended at the hymns. We play those. I'm not offended at the psalms. Truth of the matter is, though, most of what we play on that GCR is those spiritual songs, that happy music. We mix the others in, but truthfully, there's more of that than not. And so many of the old, old things, the old songs, and typically they don't, they're not going to be in the hymn book. But a few will. Did you know that? Did you know that? You, you know t- uh, that uh, Beulah Land, Squire Parsons, that made a hymn book. Beulah Land's now in a lot of hymn books. That's a hymn. That made it. It's a lot of doctrine in it. The man, when it first came out, it was in the top forty on the gospel charts, and and him singing that thing. I'm telling you, it made you feel good. It was great. So you understand what I'm saying? Most of those spiritual songs, about 10, 20 years, they'll pass off the scene. But there's a few, honey, they'll make it to the hymn book. They won't make it to the Psalms. That's already complete, but they'll make it to the hymn book. Listen to me. Sunday morning, didn't do it this morning because I stayed on the phone almost to church time. But typically, I'll turn the music channel on while I'm getting ready because I, I, just, I just need some encouragement. I need to get my mind in the right place. Never turn the television on Sunday morning. Never turn it on on Sunday morning. No, sir. No, sir. Focus. 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 What are we going to do? Focus. We're going we're to think about We're going to talk about things of God. We're going to try to get our hearts where they need to be. You understand what I'm saying? Listen. You want to know how to be thrilled in the spirit? If you get up... And for some reason, I don't know why, but, but, but in my head, there's still all this old junk music. And sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be singing some of the old, most off the wall. I won't be singing it, but I'll be thinking it. And so I just, I'll just be thinking it and it just bothers me. And so this is my go-to song right now. I videoed this on my phone. And this is my go-to song that I use. John 1, 1. The beginning with God, all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made. It is He who has made us, and not we ourselves, for you are God, the Father of all, who is above all, through all, in you all, God, the Holy Ghost, Spirit of truth, in dwelling power, God, the Son, Jesus, the same. That's got doctrine. Meter, time, it's scripture. They're singing just about all scripture. I flip that on. If I get something in my head, I flip that. So I start singing that, and that's what I'm singing all day long. That's what I'm humming.
singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I believe one of these days when we get to heaven, we'll find out the songbirds have been singing glory to God, glory to God the whole time. I think the crickets may be chirping. Thank you, Jesus, in cricket. Somebody said, you've lost it, preacher. No, 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 no. Bible says that the creation worships him. Them stars as they twinkle, they're in a frequency that we can't hear because it's in light frequency. But if we could decode what they're saying, they may be the most celestial, they may be a masterpiece like the hallelujah chorus that is resounding through the heavens by the twinkling of those stars. I'm not, I'm not making this up. I'm not exaggerating. And listen to me. If you want to stay right with God and you want to stay close to God, get you a song. And if you're like me, I hum it all the time. And I sing and under my breath, somebody says, well, I can't sing. Don't let that stop you from making melody unto the Lord. You may not be able to sing publicly, but do not stop. Do not let it stop you from making melody unto the Lord. Can I tell you, get in the shower, shut the door, and turn the water up on high and sing your heart out. Because the Lord likes it. But it's not just unto him, it's for us. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. It's one thing to sing congregational songs, and we do. But I want to explain to it this way. You need a Monday song. Real bad. On your lips. And you won't get that on WESC. And you won't get that on My 102. And you won't get that on Kiss FM. You hear me? No, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to turn somewhere. I know of a good Christian radio station I could recommend to you. <laughs> basically without excuse, AM, FM, Internet, music channel. We're basically without excuse. Video channel has got music singing. We're basically, this church really without excuse. If you want to be thrilled in the spirit, it has something to do with, with song and that, that, that joy that comes from song. Joyful in, in, in the song. Psalms, hymns, spirit songs, singing, make a melody in your heart to the Lord. But then look in verse number 20, and he didn't change subjects. He said, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Understand what I'm fixing to say here. Those songs are songs of thanksgiving. And we go around whistling and humming. We got heaven's ear. Heaven hears. And God's tracking that. And it's bringing glory to him if nobody else, but it's helping us along the way. If you've been whistling Jeremiah was a bullfrog and somebody cuts you off, then you, wanna, you want to sing, you, you want to say things back to them that, that coincide with that old Adamic nature. But if you've been whistling victory in Jesus and somebody cuts you off, cuts in front of you, it's hard to go from, uh, I heard an old story about a Savior came from glory to you low down it can be done, but it ought not to be done. 
Why, preacher? You see, God's allowed, listen, all things, and my, and my thought on this is, giving thanks in all things, all things. I don't know why the boys sit up spending as much time in the airports and being done the way they were done. I don't know. God's got a plan somewhere down the line. I don't know. Giving thanks for all things, even the things that are wrong. In other words, people who wrong you, even the bad things. Joyful in, the, in acclamation and song and then joyful in acceptance of wrong. The Bible says giving thanks always for all things. If you got something you're hung up on, you can't get past it. I mean, you're just hung up. It's got you boogered. It, you can't. So every time you go to pray, there it is. Thank God for it. You say, I ain't thanking God for that. <clears throat> if you want it, we're gone, you can. It's the hardest thing you've ever done. God, I want to thank you for allowing this trial to happen to me. Most people just exactly the opposite. We get wrong with God. But I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, friend, what feels good to us. I'm talking about if we want to be thrilled in the Spirit. We talk about how to be filled with the Spirit. Now we're talking about how to be thrilled in the Spirit. How do you get thrilled in the Spirit? I promise you that tomorrow morning something's going to go wrong for the day's out in your life. It's going to happen. How are you going to deal with it? I saw Brother Ray Aiken. He was busting a block and he was turning it around. And he, was, he, could take a, he could take a brick and take a hammer and he could take off, I mean, he could get one within a quarter inch just with a hammer, just pow, pow, pow. And he, I don't know exactly why, but he, he's come around and he turned it and he looked at whatever. He hit his thumb. And he said, glory to God. And he greeted, he said, Lord to God. He said, Woo! He said, thank God for a thank God for a thumb to mash. How do you thank God for a black thumb like that? How do you, how do you thank God for one of them, huh? That hurts. Man, that's one of the hurtingest things. That can get kicked in the shin, about the hurtingest thing there is on the human body, man. That hurts. But thank God for a thumb to blacken. There are people who wish they had a thumb. You understand know what I'm saying? Could have been worse. Could have had a skill saw in my hand. Could have been worse. Every time something bad happens, stand back and look and see how God intervened because it could have been worse. So at all preachers, it's the worst. No, it wasn't. No, it never is. Could have always been worse. Worst case scenario, no. We, we never see the worst. We always see God. Seeing how, how it could have been, it almost was, uh, like to have been, but God intervened. You guys in the fire service, and, and, and you see it all the time. You guys in the law enforcement, you see it all the time. Medical, you all see it all the time. You, you know what I'm talking about. You, you know, you see it, and you go, well, man, I don't see how they lived. I don't see how they made it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I don't see how they walked away. I don't see. It could have been worse. I mean, it could have been so much worse. How amazing. Giving thanks always for all things. You need to underline that if you haven't. Unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me. We can't do it in our own name. We can't do it in our own strength. Can't do it in our own power. So, but preacher, it hurt, and preacher, it's bad. Well, let me ask you a question. 
Was it worse than being nailed to a cross, spit upon and ridiculed, deserted by your friends? If it was worse than that, you got room to talk. But if it was not worse than that, listen to me, you can thank God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He suffered far more than you ever will. He suffered to the maximum extent of human suffering. He maxed it out in every category. There's never been anybody or never will be anybody ever in history suffer like the Savior suffered. You with me? So take that and put it up against what you're going through and you'll find out it don't measure up. And so we got something to be thankful for, don't we? Yeah, yeah. That was my cross. That was my pain. It was my penalty. Oh, yes. Hey, God showed us mercy. But preacher, I got a disease. God has showed us mercy. Ought to be in hell this morning with a back broke. Thank God for a body that's still able to get up and move. Thank God for a body. Even though it may have difficulties and problems, thank God for a body to be diseased. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm talking about how to be. We started out with how to be filled. Now we're talking about how to be thrilled. I'm talking about enjoy the journey. You, 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 you have that joyful attitude singing making melody in your heart. And then you have that, 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 that joyful acceptance of the things that's coming at you. God's got a plan, but he don't always reveal it to us. I've used this illustration so many times, I could number it and just call the number out and everybody would laugh or know what I'm talking about. You take, cake, you take flour, taste it, it's terrible. Raw eggs, shoo. Vanilla extract, whoo, lock your jaws. But you combine those, just exactly right, and go up at Mamaw's, and she puts that thing in the oven at a certain temperature, at a certain, and you get one of those pound cakes, honey. And it's just got simple ingredients, and the ingredients don't taste good separately. But you combine those with the right amount of heat. Listen to me. It'll bring $50 at auction like that. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, people, I mean, to fight over. But man, the ingredients ain't good, but the end result's good. Can I tell you what's wrong is we're just tasting the ingredients. You ain't let it cook long enough. Yeah. The end product. And we may not see the end product till we get the glory, but the end product's going to be good because God said it was. We got God's word on it. How to be filled, how to be thrilled. I want to do one more. How to, and, and this... I couldn't find another word, so how to be drilled by the Spirit. And when I say drilled, here's where I'm going. Hup, two, three, four. Hup, two, three, four. God's drilling you. God's putting you to work. God's giving you your marching orders. How do I get my marching orders, preacher? Verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. You want to be used? You want, you want to be you? You want God to use you, do you? You submit. You submit to one another because you first submitted yourself to God. You'll never submit to one another until you first submit yourself to God. 
And so if you want to be filled, be not drunk with wine, where it excess, but be filled with the Spirit. If you want to be thrilled, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody in your heart, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you want to be drilled, if you want God to use you, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. You see, bottom line, we serve one another, but we serve Him supremely. And we serve Him by serving one another. And the Sunday school devotion was perfectly in line with this thought, this concluding thought here. Because people don't always react the way you want them to or the way they ought to. Matter of fact, they rarely do. But here's the bottom line. I don't work for them. I work for him. Somebody said, preacher, I put all those years in and I got run off my church. And I'm broken and I can't get over it. And I said, well, were you their employee? Well, no, I was not their employee. Whose employee were you? Well, I guess you put it that way. I was God's employee. I said, they feed you while you was there? Yeah. They house you while you was there? Yeah. They clothe you while you was there? Yeah. I said, did you do what you're supposed to while you was there? I said, yeah, preacher, I did everything I was supposed to. I said, well, what's the issue? Yeah, but look at the way those people did me. I said, you just got through telling me you didn't work for them. You just got through telling me they, they fed you, they clothed you, and they, they don't owe you a thing. If you went to the darkest part of Africa among a tribe that's never had contact, would you expect them to treat you good and take care of you and be nice to you? No. What's the difference? We're all missionaries, and we're all serving him. And whether you're in a metropolitan area in a developed country or whether you're in the bush somewhere, it doesn't matter. Bottom line is we take our marching orders for him and we submit ourselves one to the other in the fear of him that called us, in the fear of him that saved us. You want to be filled with the Spirit? Don't act unsaved. You want to be thrilled in the Spirit? Song on your lips and a right attitude toward the things that go wrong in your life. You want to be drilled by the Spirit? Submit. 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 Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. The anchor holds Though the ship is battered The anchor holds You've been listening to the Anchor Baptist Church radio broadcast with Dr. Randy Barton pastor of the Anchor Baptist Church. You can address all correspondence to 3232 Hendersonville Highway, Pisgah Forest, North Carolina, 28768. Join us again next time for another message.